It's like, I want to support you, but are you being responsible <laughs> with my lifespan? Is this a Jurassic Park type situation, <laughs> Dr. Lipkin. <laughs> Dr. Lipkin. Welcome to Cancer for Breakfast with Amy and Steph. I'm Amy. And I'm Steph. try to make cancer for breakfast safe and comfortable for everyone, it may not be suitable for all audiences and is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors. We didn't even go to podcasting school. <laughs> I'm choking on my kombucha. <laughs> Hi, oh. Stephanie. Welcome to Cancer for Breakfast. Welcome to you. Welcome to you. It's episode 21. We're old enough to drink. That's right. Even though we shouldn't. It does raise your cancer risk. Hmm. Um, can I just tell you something that happened to me last night? You better. I had a really, really long, intense dream that I found out that you were sleeping with Kevin, my man. <laughs> oh, no. And it was really awkward because clearly there's like a lot that that disrupted in my life. Yeah. Including this podcast. It's very important to me. But it was so funny because it was so involved. Like, I'm not going to go into it because I know people fall asleep when you start telling them your <laughs> dreams. Yes. But I really want to go into it, but I will control myself. You can tell me about it privately. I'll tell you privately. <laughs> but I will say um, it was very involved. And it did begin with me finding out Kevin had been cheating on me with like numerous women and confiding in you about it, Steph, and just being <gasps> so upset. And then I found out one of the women was you. And I just like oh, my God. lost it. But what's funny is... At one point in the dream, I actually physically went to kick Kevin because I was so angry. <laughs> not that I would really in real life kick my husband. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're not abusive. But in my dream, I was abusive. I went to just <laughs> kick him as hard as I could. And then in real life, I kicked him in bed. Like he woke, he's like, ow. And I was like, what? And he's like, you kicked me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Well, maybe you shouldn't have had an affair with Stephanie then. <laughs> you know what's really funny? Um, Anytime I ever have a dream that Kevin cheats or any partner I've ever had in my life, you know, it just like happens sometimes. I think yeah. it's common where people have these dreams, but like I'll wake up and I'll be like mad. Like super like, mad. Totally. Just even if you don't tell them about it, you just are like you wake up on a little funk where you're just like, mm -hmm. I feel mad at you, even though you didn't do anything. But then anytime I dream that I cheat on somebody, I just wake up and I go, huh, that was weird. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have taken a lot of um, a lot of strategy on mine and Kevin's parts because, you know, we live so far away. Oh, I mean, this dream had all the bases covered. It, wow. You guys had started talking 11 months ago via <laughs> Instagram because he had commented on one of your stories and then you guys started chatting. Ooh. 
And I demanded to read all of the messages back and forth. And Mm -hmm. that's fair. I was so mad. And then I was like threatening to tell your husband and to quit the podcast. But then I was also like, but then maybe we could just keep doing the podcast. But our listeners will be able to tell that I'm mad. Thank you for putting the podcast above your own feelings. I, um, Kevin is a lovely person so far as I can tell, but I do promise I would never, never do that to you. You don't find him attractive? (laughs) (laughs) Don't trap me. Okay. So anyway, how are you doing? I am doing all right. I had... Um, an unfortunate accident the other day when I was <laughs> legitimately, I was trying to take a cute picture of my geese in the backyard. She has geese, people. She has geese. I have geese. They are the light of my life. Yes. And um, the children leave crap all over the yard. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I tripped over something, just like completely ate shit. I'm all scraped up and bruised. It's mm. pathetic. So now the next time I have an appointment with my oncologist tomorrow and you know how they always ask you like, have you had any falls recently? I'm going to have mm-hmm. to be like, yes, I did. And this is the second time Oh my because God. I fell down and broke my tailbone trying to move a boat before. So they're going to think I'm like this hapless loser. Well, you are not a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I am a klutz though. That's the problem. Um, I hope that you heal quickly and... I'm very sorry that that happened to you. Um, Would it make you feel better if I told you about something that I heard on the news today that made me laugh? Mm -hmm. So I was listening to NPR and I guess there's like some sort of home run derby going on right now. I don't know. Whatever. It sounds Uh really cool, but I don't have the facts on why this is actually in the news. But um, I think this guy, Trey Mancini, like did something great in the home run derby. I'm not sure what he did, but it's a big deal. We're really stoked on him. He's an Oriole go Trey. All right. Um, but the lady on the news was like, you know, and it, it's just been one year since he finished cancer treatment. But then she was like, and it's been just so inspirational for cancer patients and even for those who have succumbed to cancer. <laughs> They're inspired like, too. Oh my God, this is such a funny thing. Like she totally didn't she was kind of cancer word souping it, I yeah. think. And like, I was just laughing, thinking like, well, I don't know, maybe she woke up and like her deceased grandfather had left a message on her mirror saying that this was inspiring for him. Uh, and she's like, I haven't heard from grandpa since 1996 when pancreatic cancer got him or whatever. But They're all like up on a cloud with their own fingers. Go Trey! Go Trey! <laughs> Totally. Um, I love it. But but it is actually really impressive. I don't want to argue that people affected by cancer are not impressed by this because I am just now one year out from cancer treatment. You're not doing any and home run derby. I cannot imagine hitting a home run. Um, but he did. He was stage three colon cancer and he did the whole shebang of like chemo, surgery, all that. So it's not just like. Dang. Way to go, guy. Yeah. So good for him. Um, Anyway, that's what I've got going on. It doesn't take anything away from his accomplishments just because dead people aren't impressed. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, we don't know what happens when we die. That's true. They could be televising sports events. 
in heaven. Right. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Like you have to watch like six hours of sports a week or you go to hell. That's like the one rule in heaven. <laughs> um, so if you've been following us on Instagram, you've seen that we've been talking a lot about screaming for screening. Mm-hmm. And we have been inundated with people's stories about early detection and finding their breast cancer through these screening tools that are now not being recommended. And um, we've got some things coming down the pike or around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been collecting your stories and we've been getting a lot via Instagram and private messages and stuff. And that's so cool to hear from everybody. We are going to be sharing those on our website. So go ahead and check out our website, cancerforbreakfast.com. And what we would like to do for the next step is start collecting videos of your stories of how you found your breast cancer because of breast self-exams or clinical exams or mammograms before 45. So um, if you feel like sharing that with us, you can just make a kind of short 30 second to one minute long video and um, email it to us at cancerforbreakfast at gmail.com. And we'll also keep collecting written stories as well. And you can send those just to the same email address. Or if you want to do it through Instagram, you can send us a DM or just leave a comment on. If you go to our Instagram, you'll see like the big graphic that says screaming for screening. You could just click on that and leave a comment below there. And we will copy it and add it to the website as well. And check out our website, cancerforbreakfast.com. If you want to see what we've been collecting so far, just click on that screaming for screening um, there. But it's really, really important that we actually have real people behind these stories because that's how we show that we're not just a statistic and that it's people like us whose lives are actually on the line. And that's why this is so important that we speak up and be heard all together because unfortunately they don't believe that cases like ours happen when you're at average risk and you're not being screened early. Mm-hmm. And they think that As I said in the last episode, you're just going to brush against your lump when you're feeding your fish one day. And that's (laughs) how you're going to save your life. Yeah. So send them in and keep an eye and an ear out for what we've got brewing. And get your boots out, American Cancer Society, because you need something to shake in. (laughs) that make sense like they're just gonna be shaking in their boots pretty soon when i get out okay get the boots out put them on and then (laughs) commence moving uncontrollably when you see what we've got brewing speaking of brewing good one my mother um is a huge supporter of our podcast. You know, she yes. makes her weekly Facebook posts about the episode. So sweet. I love it. And she paid for you and me and the podcast name to be on the Silver Moon Brewing Fuck Cancer six pack. So kind of you to do that. Thank you so much. I've wanted to be on that can. Last year when it came out, I bought it and saw some friends names and I was like, it's so cool that they do this. Yeah, that's been really fun, too, is seeing who else that we know is on the six pack with us. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. Unfortunately, it's not available like hardly anywhere. My mom's friends had to get it from the brewery in Bend. Yeah, that actually is annoying because it's available at Belmont Station, which is like a beer store in Portland that has like 
9,000 different kinds of beer. So they mm-hmm. have it. And then it's in Bend and maybe like one or two other stores. I'm not sure. But it's really cool. Silver Moon Brewing does this. So anybody can pay and the donation goes to whatever causes. Yeah, I think they pick three cancer charities every year and then they split the proceeds, which which is rad. And there are tons of names. There's some small ass names on these cans. So mm-hmm. they must raise a very good amount of money, which is so wonderful. And then a percentage of the proceeds from the beer sales also go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a great fundraiser. I love stuff like that. That's a little bit less sad <laughs> and more fun. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. Except they clearly think that people with cancer don't drink beer because they're like, we only need it in three stores. Nobody's going to buy this. <laughs> yeah. They give the people what they want. Yeah. I don't drink beer, but Nathan, my husband does, and he said that it was good. So, well, I'm going to go buy a six pack of it. As soon as I can get to Belmont Station and then I'm going to just chug it, pour it all over myself. We posted on Instagram about it. There's a little picture of our name, mm-hmm. Cancer for Breakfast, mm-hmm. on the can. So that's cool. Um, you know whose name is on the can next to mine or near mine? Oh, I do. This is maybe a good segue to get to our letter segment. Friend of the podcast. Yes. We do have a letter from a gal named Amy Rollo that I'm going to read next. And her name is near me in the can. (laughs) I have another thing to say about Amy Rollo before I read her letter. (laughs) She the first time she commented on something on our Instagram, I was like, I have to say (laughs) every time I see you post because we follow her also. I was like, I get so excited because my name's Amy. Your name's Amy. Your name's Amy Rollo. My dog's name is Rollo. So I'm always like, <laughs> Amy Rollo. Like, that's my girl. That's my person. Yes, totally. So anyway, she's lovely. So here's what she says to us. Hi, ladies. Your podcast has been keeping me company during my commute to radiation appointments. 40 minutes each way, but only one more to go. Woo. Woo. Thank you for the funny yet informative podcast. I had my partner listen to an episode with me, and while he was chuckling along, he dubbed your podcast a more wholesome guys we fuck. (laughs) If you're unfamiliar with that particular gem, it is indeed a compliment. I love it. Yeah. I started writing this letter after listening to this episode, but holy guacamole, it's quite overwhelming to write about one's diagnosis for the first time. No wonder you each gave yourselves an hour to share your own stories. It's such a chaotic time, and I definitely made mine more so by basically going on a month-long bender. I realized after the fact that for me, it was due to the thought that I was about to head down the same path as my mother, who was diagnosed with neuroendocrine cancer when I was in high school. Three years of hellish treatments and surgeries ultimately still didn't save her. She died when I was 19 and being raised in a Catholic family, nobody talked about anything. I literally didn't know what type of cancer she had until I cornered my father about it three years ago. Oh, wow. Ultimately, I realized this cancer is my own and medicine has come a long way in 20 years. Yes, it has. Mm -hmm. Anyway, diagnosed stage 2B, grade 3, blah, blah, blah. Having only one radiation appointment left and about to start on this fun chemical menopause journey you ladies keep talking about. I'm actually now in the mental mind spot of what the fuck just happened to me over the last 10 months? Did I seriously get diagnosed with cancer and went through a bunch of chemo? What in the actual fuckity fuck? Fuck! 
fuck. <laughs> and yes, the sentiment that this is all just a mistake and they've got the wrong gal has very much crossed my mind. Recently, I was reminded by a friend who also lost her mom to cancer about a conversation we had about a year ago, a few months before I was diagnosed. I always said, when my time comes, I'm going to go vegan and move to India and just meditate it away. <laughs> Bahahahaha, all caps, very long, bahahaha, exclamation point. No one truly has any idea what they'll do until you are confronted in real time with a life-threatening health diagnosis. I definitely had a major distrust of the medical field as a whole, but ultimately my trust in science and medicine won out. Woo! Some strangers that I overshared to told me to watch The Cure, free on YouTube. Oh, no. Before I decided to let doctors poison, slash, and burn me. That documentary scared the shit out of me. Two years of juicing and coffee enemas and distilled water baths. Two years of declining treatments to see if you can cure it naturally or if it progresses. Nope. No thanks. Give me the chemo all day long. I haven't been writing much in the last year, so it was quite cathartic to put this all down, though it definitely feels somewhat disjointed. Perhaps it's because I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it all. Regardless, thank you so much for creating space for this. Feel free to share my Instagram handle because I have been pretty public about what's going on with me and happy to find new cancer friends. And I'd like to think I post more nuanced cancer thoughts than the ramblings I've provided here. <laughs> Insert palm to forehead emoji. No, uh -uh. not here, Amy Rollo, <laughs> which is also her Instagram handle at a-M-Y-R-O-L-L-O. -O. Much love to you, Amy. Love it, Amy. I'm so glad you're almost done with radiation and welcome to the menopause trip. Oh, man. Yeah, I think that she might actually be done by now. And if so, woohoo, big, big congrats mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on making it. But yeah. She is done. And she actually, I think, has started her menopause trip because we DM'd one another a few days ago. We were both sitting in our hammocks, we realized. So we <laughs> sent photos of each other in Aww. hammocks. It was, it was nice. But she told me she had just started the hormone therapy. This is like what it's all about for me is these connections and talking about this stuff openly and making totally. these friends. because. Really, just nobody gets it except for other cancer people. And yeah, I think that what she talks about, that like that feeling that they've got the wrong girl. I know. Like, yep. Totally true. I know. Yes. What did she say, too, about the slash and burn? And what was that? Hold on. Oh, I like that poison slash and burn me. That's mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. such <laughs> a good thing. I'm like, yeah, that's basically a lot of what treatment is. God yeah. dang it. But it is so funny how you seriously do not know how you're going to react. And you might think that you're going to do the whole like holistic vegan lifestyle before because you are uninitiated. You don't know. You're just a sweet summer child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and those are the people that are talking to you with yeah. those advice. Those advice. Those advice. <laughs> Help. Chemo brain. Um, and... Watch the care on YouTube, that that kind of stuff. He's like, no, no, no honey. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for sharing. Yes. And always, always we are here to make space for you to write down those thoughts, send them our way, because it is cathartic to get Mm -hmm. it all out. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's nice. I'm I'm a really bad journal writer. I know the benefit. I've tried numerous times. I'm just, I can't, I'm not a good journaler. Mm -mm, Me either. But when I have somebody I'm writing to or like a reason for writing it, then something unlocks for me. And yeah. so I feel like if we can be that for people where it's just like, I'm just going to write them and tell them this thing, you know, then it it is a nice way to say stuff. That's so funny that you say that because I was just talking to my therapist about this, about how I've experienced it as some kind of character flaw that I need an audience for my writing. Mm. I cannot journal either. Yeah. And she was kind of like, well, we can work on that. But I was like, I kind of don't want to. Like, I'm a writer. I'm a professional writer. And I think <laughs> we're allowed to need an audience. Yeah, right. It's really hard. I don't know what the trick is. But yeah, I'm always like very aware that I'm writing it to myself. Mm-hmm. I can't just free write. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Yes, it. totally. I think that like a lot of people get so much out of journaling. But for me, I always feel like, but I'm just thinking these things already. So why do I need to write them down? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> me too. Me oh, too. Oh, that's funny. I'm glad we're the same like that. Me too. Um, cool. Well, I think I was going to read one more letter before we do some ratsies. I have something to read, if you will allow it. Yes. You read one more letter. Um, there is a really cool filmmaker on Instagram named Jessie Gooch, and she has ovarian cancer. Um, she made this film called The Forgotten Sea, and it is available. I'll put it in the show notes for you to watch for free. And she wrote this post a while ago that I thought just would really resonate with people kind of thinking about body stuff and how things change. And, you know, like we're always talking about chemical menopause and how that kind of feels for us. And and she says, a box of tampons covered in dust, unused for almost two years. I spotted them this morning, having just woken up with that familiar sense of dread that comes every three months. It's the day when I lie strapped down in a tube for 45 minutes as magnets and radio waves loudly beep and judder, creating images of the inside of my body that dictate whether I live for another three months or the world stops again. Somewhat strangely, the more obviously medical experiences of scans, cannulas, hospital gowns, injections, pill taking, blood tests don't bother me. The soul-crushing sadness comes in the banal moments like the box of tampons gathering dust because I don't bleed anymore, despite being 29 years old. It's not even really about a period. No one is any less of a woman for not having a period. It's the little reminders of a life once lived without all of this, without the living in three-month chapters, without waking up every day and the first thought is, still, I have cancer and I will always have cancer. It is just a part of my body now, like a period once used to be. Mm. that's so beautiful it is and her film i have to say like major major content warning for people wanting to search that out and watch it because it is about somebody who was dying during the covid pandemic Mm. but i feel like it so perfectly encapsulates like the isolation that you feel and the way that you don't feel heard and seen by maybe family members who aren't able to deal with Mm. what you're going through. 
Yeah. So if you feel like your tender little heart can take it, I would say give it a watch. But otherwise, just maybe send it out to other people who need a hint about how to deal with cancer folks. <laughs> Great. Cool. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. Do you have another letter for us? Um. Hey, before I read this last letter... Can we do some shout outs? Yes, we can do shout outs. This is so exciting. You may have heard on our last episode that we started doing this buy me a coffee thing where people can support the podcast with little financial donations. And mm-hmm. we have some more. You guys keep being so generous and cool. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you donate at the level of $10 a month, you get a shout out. And we got a few more of those. True. So we're going to do some. <laughs> David Dials. Why is his last name my last name? <laughs> Maybe but, you guys should meet. <laughs> dad? Okay, fine. It was just my dad, okay? But thank you so much, Dad. Okay, who who was the other one? Vicky McClure. Wait, I know I know someone named Vicky that's very supportive of the podcast. Who is it? It's my mother, okay? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sweet. But we have two other people who are not related to us. Oh, my God. We haven't even met. Becky Owens. Thank you for your support. Thank you. And our girl, Maggie B. That's right. Thank you so, so much. And if you would like to donate, we'll put it in the show notes. And we also do have a Patreon, which is how that person... I've never met who just loves our podcast. David Dials donated. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Um, But I also wanted to just bring that up right now because the letter I am going to read is actually from Maggie Beam. So double shout out to you, Maggie. Superstar. Um, She says, Steph and Amy, I started listening to your podcast a few months ago and it's kept me entertained through walks, long stretching poses and cancer treatments. I love it when people tell me that they listen to our podcast during treatment. Like It's the ultimate endorsement, right? Because it's like you don't want to be alone in that treatment room. And then you kind of don't have to feel like you are. Yeah, we're just your cancer besties hanging out with you. It's true. It's true. Um, If you are getting chemo right now, I dare you to call the nurse over and ask her for something to drink. Okay. I just dare you to do it. (laughs) Do it right now. Okay. So... She says, every time I listen, I feel like chiming in on the conversation and then think I need to send Amy and Steph an email. Today was the one year anniversary of my official cancer diagnosis and my final HP Herceptin Perjetta infusion. So I thought it fitting to be listening to the Bodies Exhibit episode during it, laughing out loud at times. And even more fitting that I actually send you an email to commemorate. You don't even know me, but yet I feel like we have so much catching up to do. And I'm only 10 episodes in. I love that you shared your diagnosis stories. Steph, yours was astonishing. I am so grateful that you followed your instincts and pursued a second opinion. It seriously makes me wonder how frequently people receive inadequate treatment because of a misdiagnosis. Mm -hmm. Amy, during your entire episode, I was like, that's me, except for the warm robe they offered you at the (laughs) breast clinic. That is unfair. I definitely did not get that warm robe. 
the technician, Chris, and I remembered her name because she introduced herself to me no fewer than 10 times. Oh, no. Like someone who knows a new cancer person is about to receive their life-changing diagnosis in the next few days. Escorted me to the imaging room for my diagnostic mammogram and ultrasound and proceeded to show me why I had been called in. The big white blob in my routine mammogram, I learned, was not normal. Mammograms save lives. That was me, Amy, talking, not her letter, but I just had to scream for screening. That's right. I've got some great stories I could share from my horrific chemo months, but I won't drone on. I truly find you both so relatable and just wanted to say hi. And I just wanted to tell you that I've really appreciated your style and humor as well as the rat segment in each of the episodes. Thank you for putting yourselves out there. Looking forward to future episodes. Maggie, a fellow Portlander. Oh, Maggie, I appreciate your style. I do too. Oh. Great. Um, I'm congratulations on finishing your final Herceptin. And um, we love you. We are your friends, whether you know it or not. And um, yeah, I like to pretend that we're all just hanging out. I know. In a big support group. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Thank you, Maggie. Someday we should have. Have we already talked about this? I feel like. This may be like the third time I've floated this idea, but I really want it to happen. We need to have like a cancer for breakfast camp. I think we should just make a freaking cancer for breakfast face group. Face <laughs> face group. Private Facebook group. The my face. The my face. We could go on my face. Um, but we should make a fucking cancer for breakfast Facebook group that's private and no one can see what you post and people can talk to each other and let's do it. And then maybe we could host like a Zoom hang at some point or something. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. All right. Let's fine. commit to that. We're doing it. Um, and I love how Maggie remembers the name of the person that was mammogramming her. Mm-hmm. I remember my lady's name was Angel that was assisting. Yeah. And it's like you just got those memories. It's true. You remember the weirdest things from those moments. The weirdest things. Yeah. Well, thank you for those lovely letters. Um, Steph, do you know do you know what I wish I would have called you in my dream when you were having an affair with my man? What? A dirty rat. Obviously, and what I learned about to share with you today is a vaccine trial for high genetic risk cancer that's going to human trials in the first quarter of 2022. And it is a Lynch syndrome vaccine. So um, over one million Americans have Lynch syndrome, and it is a genetic or inherited condition that increases your risk of several cancers mostly colon cancer, but also endometrial cancer, ovarian cancer, kidney cancer, stomach cancer, and a bunch of other cancers under 50. Hmm. And it's from inherited gene mutations. So basically what happens is DNA copying creates mistakes that can't be fixed. And that's the genetic syndrome. 
uh, that is Lynch syndrome. Mm -hmm. And basically, the vaccine has been going really well in mouse trials, and they're moving it to human trials to see if it has a similar result. The deal with Lynch syndrome, unfortunately, is that genetic testing can identify it, but there isn't any way to treat it right now. So your only option really is screening for like colon cancer, so like colonoscopies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, some prophylactic surgeries like oophorectomies for ovarian cancer risk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, what happens with cancer is normal cells change and just like go hog wild out of control. And because cancer comes from normal cells, our bodies can't always identify the bad cells to fight them. And this vaccine is a neoantigen vaccine, which means the neoantigen is a new protein that forms on the cancer cells, and it has not been previously recognized by the immune system. Mm -hmm. So your immune system is better able to find the tumor cells and fight them because of the neoantigen. Wow. Yeah, it's cool because people with Lynch syndrome have a 70 to 80 percent lifetime risk of developing colorectal cancer which is a huge risk. So it's got to be like super fucking scary. Yeah. And if they are able to give a vaccine that will counteract this and enable your body to find these genetic mutations as they're happening and just obliterate them the way a normal immune system does, you know, then obviously we would be able to totally avoid a lot of these cancer diagnoses. Yeah. And the trial collaborator, Dr. Stephen Lipkin, um, he works for Weill Cornell. He says that the vaccine is kind of like a, quote, viral derived Trojan horse, and it just delivers a ton of these neoantigens to the immune cells. So Really looking forward to see how that vaccine trial goes. It's amazing. And it's just another kind of immunotherapy, which is totally like the next Mm -hmm. frontier in cancer. Yeah. Because it seems like it's so exciting. As they learn more and more, they're realizing that so much of it is based on like your immune system. Mm -hmm. So cool. I will put all of that info in the show notes, the articles that I got the info from. I wonder if like sometimes things like this will like make your cells so good and your body so good that like these people are gonna actually live till they're 200 Mm -hmm. but we won't know for another 172 (laughs) years that happened your immune response will be so good that you'll never get sick again yeah and like also like combats anything anything yeah love to see it can't wait (laughs) Can't wait for uh, immortality. (laughs) I got A's all through science. (laughs) Can't you tell? (laughs) I really understand it. The next time we go to like a cancer symposium or something, I really hope you stand up and ask, excuse me, (laughs) Amy from Cancer for Breakfast, the podcast, (laughs) would you say there's a danger of us becoming immortal with this vaccine? (laughs) I mean, I don't want to die young, but I don't want to live forever. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> um, if you could choose your lifespan, how many years would you want it to be? Ooh. If you aged as naturally as humans do now, but people are aging quite well now, you know? I feel like I would like to be like mid 80s. 
I think I could party till I was maybe 95 with the idea that maybe the last six years I would just be kind of like observing and hanging and like watching things, but not. Like, yeah. I um don't know if you also like, I'm sure you do because you're a cool fancy lady, but I like to follow on Instagram and stuff like the account advanced style and things like that, where they show like stylish old oh. people. Oh, nice and i really like that i love that stuff yeah yeah people look good i would like to be a fashionable older lady but unfortunately i'm not even a fashionable younger lady so i don't think that's in the cards yes, you for me are. <laughs> steph just cut her own hair and she looks like a fucking runway model with short beautiful hair i thank you mm -hmm. salon do bathroom <laughs> Um, all right. Well, hey now, hey now. Great rats. Great episodes. Episode 21. We did it. We did it. I'm going to go crack one of those F cancer cans right now to celebrate our 21st episode. Um, yeah. What should we what should we tell them? Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We're at Cancer for Breakfast. Don't forget to contribute to Screaming for Screening. We're on Twitter now at Cancer Breakfast. That's been really fun. I'm not a Twitter yes, person, so pardon my snafus, but it's been really cool. We're now friends with Thanks Cancer, the podcast. Um, I invited them over to my hot tub for mimosas. Did you tell them, like, don't trip over any geese? <laughs> <laughs> I'll warn them when they get here. <laughs> um thanks so much for listening we have some great episodes coming up too if you want to have some letters that you send us um some stuff we're going to be talking about not that your letters have to be topic driven but we do have a sex episode coming down the pipes pretty soon mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? and just like whatever comes to your mind that you want to share with us yeah we love hearing about your experiences yes we really do um Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>